Hey, everybody, we're going to talk about some EPA rulings and some emission rulings and then some other cool news as we talk about. And we're going into a little bit on rally life. You guys check this out. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Carside Chat. I am your host, Primo, and uh, we're here again to talk about some really cool things when it comes to the world of news here. Uh, some of it was a little bit slowed up. If you notice, I've, I haven't been around. It's kind of been vacation. Uh, we went on the 22 rally, and uh, it was a lot of building up to that moment, so uh, we were really focused on making sure that, that event was the best. We did some of the announcement, I think, on the last one, and I hope you saw the rally video that we did um, that we posted up the other day uh, os media will be putting out something very soon that is going to be even better than anything that we can hope to do their production level is just through the roof if you haven't caught their old video uh we did share it on the executive automotive society so if you do just go over to executiveautomotivesociety.com uh there's a list of a feed there that we can you can check it out and see some of the videos there. So if you're looking at us now, you're either you're on at least five or six different places that we're on right now. So YouTube is kind of our go-to place right now because you get the video and you get, so some of the stuff we're going to show here is going to be visual. And uh, so we're going to try to do our best to make sure that you guys on the podcast uh, will be able to take a look at it, but there's pretty much no place that we aren't on right now. So uh, make sure that you are involved in that. And you do that by making sure you like and subscribe. So yeah, I like my little graphic there. <laughs> we work hard on this stuff. And to start off the day, some of the things that I saw, which I thought was really cool, was um we got I got sent over this by Roger Dubois from one of their things. This was just amazing. Look at the quality of that watch. That is amazing. So they've got they they they've gone, gone working on this thing with Excalibur and some other things. And I am really just astonished to the quality that they have with some of their stuff um it, it just continues it's just something i, I gotta i'm gonna end up getting something at some point uh but it'll be a while <laughs> i got a lot to build up and that's the thing is if you are looking for items too remember we're doing the unboxings some of the other stuff that we have going on and we actually have our own shirt that we've actually put out limited edition go over to like you said head over to the website uh and pick up one for yourself um yeah gorgeous thank you appreciate that so yeah so what's in the news for today so yeah um we have some really cool stuff that we came across so we're gonna go over i'm just gonna jump right into it right now if you guys don't mind uh it's pretty funny because i'm like not acclimated to a lot of this right now i'm getting back in the swing so so bear with me but the first thing i i looked up today this uh police lamborghini this actually happened a little while ago but uh, very cool. The police Lambo Huracan went from Milan to Rome in two hours. That's 304 miles. Uh, it averaged 145 miles per hour, and it delivered two kidneys. So that it would normally be a six-hour trip. I don't know if that would be even doable in electric. I don't know what the range is on something like that. But uh, 
this this thing delivered something very cool and obviously uh it was for somebody that it was saving their life so i think that's just amazing and awesome at the same time too uh but to go over to that like one of the problems i, I kept talking about this is like the beauty of it was that it was you know the v10 the v10 has a lot of power and uh and that brought up somebody in discussion was saying that you know all this stuff changed with the epa recently and i guess there was something where uh the case was west virginia versus epa uh and that was the the supreme court actually smacked down some epa regulations uh so the court said no basically to the epa setting standards uh that basically overreached their authority uh and that brought me into a lot of the stuff that's been going on recently that we mean since 2015 we've had this big debate with Basically, is EPA, you know, the right to drive the um, the um, emission stuff that they've been going on, the RPM program that SEMA's been doing. Uh, a lot of these diesel guys really kind of suffered from what they went through to be able to have, to be able to show, to be able to have any kind of aftermarket work done. Uh, and then they were talking about things about regulations, about how they continue to uh, make it so that they couldn't even do any aftermarket work to cars uh, and to actually prove it. So this has been a big EPA and this is kind of the, the big step back for them. So basically the SCOTUS blog sent up the Supreme court shortly curtails the authority of the EPA to regulate greenhouse gas emissions that cause climate change. And in a six to three ruling, the court sided with the conservative states and fossil fuel companies and adopting uh, a narrow reading of the clean air act. So that was big. And that's, that's the thing is, is this was made, really made uh, for coal side. Cause I'll read part of this, part of the things that they said, it was uh, capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible. And this is in quote solution to the crisis of the day, unquote, but it is not plausible that Congress gave EPA the authority to adopt on its own, such a regulatory scheme in section 111 D so um and that was it right there congress did not grant this clean air act the authority to devise emissions caps based on generation generation shifting approach the hc took in the clean power plan uh so basically what happened was the from what i'm reading here uh is the epa decided that it was going to make regulations and say this is how it's going to go and basically it turned away um the ability for them to continue to do stuff with coal and other things. I, I don't know if it banned it outright or how it did it, but basically it, it said that they couldn't use these certain things and it would have really leaned all the stuff over to what would have been, um, you know, renewables and that kind of thing, uh, green energy, if you will. Um, and it pushed over in their area. So what happened was, is I guess West Virginia just sued them because it really hurt them. And so they went over and did it. And that's, they, they went all the way to the Supreme court. I guess this had been going on for quite some time. And I'm sure there's a lot of other things that are crossing the table in EPA. So it makes me really wonder regular regulatorily um, if it's something that's going to, we're going to continue to see more of. And um, I read a little bit more from a decision of such magnitude and consequence rests with Congress itself or any agency acting pursuant to a clear delegation from the represented body. So basically what they were saying was, is that it wasn't uh in the they can't set standards without some sort of regulation now i that's the thing that gets me about this is i don't know how that will convert over into maybe the car world 
Uh, because as we know, there's a lot of stuff right now. There's a lot of rules and regulations, especially in places like uh, Massachusetts, I know California, a couple others that just said, you know, by a certain time, I think 2035 has been, it was before, it was like 2020, 2024. And then a lot of people realized they couldn't do it. Uh, but then everything got moved over to 2035 that that stuff was going to get banned. And that's where it is in Europe right now. So any kind of uh, internal combustion engine vehicle, and then they were still required to get uh, become more friendly before then. Um, but yeah, that by 2035, all internal combustion engines there uh, would be banned. So that's caused a lot of shift. And as you can see in the arena of building cars, that everything has been shifting to that direction. And the reason they've been doing it is basically because they've been forced to. Uh, but that was the thing is, is now that the EPA has had their wording, it really makes me wonder um, how that's going to relate to things down the road or if that will change. And see, that's the thing is, is I don't think that the changes, I think there's going to be changes here. I think that our, uh, the U S has an ability to adjust more to this. Um, it makes me wonder what there's a huge amount of pushback in at least in places like Germany um, to say that they don't want to do this. Uh, and that's the thing is, is it makes me wonder because there it, it really, it's tougher to fight something like that over in your, the European area. Uh, and that reminds me that something else, the European parliament did approve um, an amendment that allowed for small manufacturing companies uh, exemptions to benefit from their CO2 plans uh, until 2036. So what does that basically mean? That means that companies like Lamborghini, Ferrari, smaller companies that build, you know, minimal amount of vehicles will still be able to make certain vehicles up until that time. And I think the reason that that existed was because they've realized that even with, you know, big brands like, you know, Volkswagen and stuff like that being involved, um, Volkswagen, Mercedes, you know, all these big brands, they still have a huge uphill battle, not just from the manufacturers making them, but are the, I mean, I think the manufacturers will be able to kind of just slam stuff forward, if you will. But um, it, it's basically infrastructure. Like how are they going to get that infrastructure in place to be able to do what they need to do? It is difficult if not, and I'm going to say it, if not impossible uh, to get ahead of that curve. So that's really going to be the real question about where um, that's going from here is that I know they get the exact exemption, uh, but where does that head down the road? Are they, when 2036 hits or 2035, or is that mean everybody gets the door slammed? And the, the goal is to say that there's no more internal combustion engines at all. And I think that's kind of the wording with the, with the Europeans, but that's, a, the, can they, what happens if they can't keep up with that? And I think there's a lot of difference when it comes over there, that's going to be easier to push that battle than it will be. Uh, in the U.S. where I think there's going to be a ton of pushback. I think there's going to be a lot of people that saying, hey, you know, this is what we want and this is how we want to do it. Uh, and that's the thing is, is we definitely have over here the ability to fight from the standpoint of saying, hey, if we don't like certain things, we just have an engine built, you know, put it into a car. Um, Factory 5 recently just uh, put out their, their basically truck uh, kit car, which I thought was just, the coolest thing ever. I mean, imagine being able to get a Baja truck and being able to do all this cool stuff with it, but then it's built to your specifications. So that's been something that I've had a debate about for a real, real long time. And a lot of people 
don't know about it. And I think, I think the reason that we get a lot of the resistance that we have from some of the kit car thinking, or in other words, like it's been very tough for companies that said, I want to build a car, but I'm going to do it from the kit car standpoint. So they're going to take the kit car, they're going to build that and they're going to sell it with their own brand name or something like that. And I think that becomes, it's price sensitive. And by the time you get done building something like that, it's how much can the consumer spend? Uh, once you're forced into a corner and saying, Hey, the only car you can get that has this type of engine that you want, or does the certain things that you need it to do, um, is just to build it. I think that's going to start changing the demand for it and how people jump in and start getting into things like kit cars. And obviously the more people are building kit cars, concept cars, keeping old cars alive, that kind of thing, you're going to see more and more support for that kind of stuff. Porsche is already doing it. Um, I just think it's funny right now that you buying a part for a Genesis is a month wait period while getting stuff from my old 944 is you know, two days and not even a day. So um, that is, that's, like I said, you can see those changes. Once, once demand happens and there becomes more flow through of, of technology, things start getting maximized so that people like normal people can afford that stuff. And it makes me think that, you know, Hey, if you're forced into a corner, you said, Hey, I can't have this car, or this car, what keeps people from building their own? So it is what it is. But anyway, so I want to skip over right now. We, it's, I don't know how long the show is going to be today. We're just going to roll it and just have fun with it here. Uh, but I just want to go over and kind of talk about the rally, uh, what we went through. Uh, if anybody knows the 22 rally, it happened June 24th through the 26th. Uh, and it's an event that uh, supports veterans through charity and uh, specifically Mission 22 and Veterans Incorporated. Mission 22 uh, really helps an awareness uh, for the 22 veterans that uh, choose to take their lives daily. Um, there's no soft way of saying it. So it's something that, you know, I put it out there that they're helping that they have a program. Um, and again, through awareness, they make sure that everybody has it. So the good, great news about that was to be able to say that you had a charity out there that was focused on it and was able to help people. So I'm always excited to be involved in that. Well, there was one major problem that I had and that was, uh, the Porsche going down <laughs> once again. Uh, I think this time it was the fuel pump and uh, it's actually in the shop right now. So it didn't get to make it to the show. So I turned into a support vehicle uh, for the event. So I had a lot of fun doing that. But uh, but yeah, I wanted to go over kind of the stuff that we did over the weekend and how it went. So the first thing we did was we had our launch point and uh, that was up at Tuscan. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to go up to Tuscan Village in New Hampshire, definitely take a spin up there. These were the cars that are just from the Tuscan guy himself that brought out uh, and checked them out. And you can see the helicopter behind us in the Carrera GT. If you didn't get a chance to see that, we did have some shorts that we're going to be putting up. And if they're not up already, uh, you'll get to see those. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, the night before we actually stayed over in the Holiday Inn. So we got our Holiday Inn passes and this was what was parked out front so i think they had a good, good day that day to be able to see something really fun parked out front and it's so funny that you come outside and there's all these people like in the morning because they don't realize they come in really late at night they come in the morning and go outside and see these cars parked out front but we we ended up leaving yeah fairly early um and then the first day i was a big drive all the way up to the first racetrack which was the canaan motor speedway uh and there uh, you get to basically take your car out and actually be able to, to, to drive it like it's supposed to be driven. Um, that had a ton of cars at it. 
Um, and it was just various stuff. Uh, like you said, I, I can't wait to see OS media with their stuff because they did a uh, cruise around with the cars on a parade lap. So we definitely going to, I can't share it specifically on our channel, but I will be able to share it on the actual uh, website. So executive automotive society. So if you haven't gone over there and had that in your favorites, definitely put it in there. Uh, we'll continue to do that and we'll share it on stuff like Twitter and all the other things that we can kind of share a link on, if you will. Um, and maybe, you know, we'll probably do a post here because that's the thing is, is I think that would be best to do it or maybe like a tag. So if you see something in the quarter there, then the video's already come out and you can go over and check it out. But uh, I saw this is something I actually I, I took this from one of our friends that was on the thing. But one of the cool things is they do this big parade lap and in the parade lap, they light off these smoke things. And the smoke things go around and it's just so cool because it fills up the entire length of it and you can see the stuff like you said he's they're going to be there's the camera car if you can see it right up front that's going to be filming all those cars with that smoke coming off of them and they did have some really cool pictures i don't see if i have um i don't know if i have it one of them is the well anyway if you go yeah i got an idea 22 rally go over to their ig page and their cover new cover page is that picture looking back at them uh, and it is very cool. I didn't want to take that picture too, because I could steal all the pictures, but <laughs> so yeah, after that, we did that. And, uh, that was a whole day into itself and, uh, had on site, had a really cool, like, you know, you always think about food trucks, basic food truck, that kind of thing. No, their thing that the food truck there looked like, uh, it was like an old, like tea station train, like a subway station train, but it was like the one on top, I guess, kind of the San Francisco feel. And they had some of the best pulled pork you could ever uh you ever put out there what's up Laura? good to see you um but yeah they had some of the best pulled pork some of the i was just so amazed at the stuff that they had for food uh they they did have some problems getting there so we ended up having to wait a little bit for the food but they were great and trying to pull everything back together uh and get it done so that was amazing so we had that, that was the first day we came back that night had a little bit of a, a food thing that we stopped by for and then uh, I had to check into my my hotel at Waterville Valley. The Waterville Valley Resorts is a, such a cool place to go. You can see some of the cars parked out front there. Um, but, yeah, we ended up doing that. And then after that, the resort, Waterville Valley, I'm going to say keep saying resort because it's a, the whole area is like this big area. It's dedicated just to be able to basically house all of us and then go to do the different stuff that we go to do. And it's really cool because it's like, normally you go to like a hotel, you go to this place. This was like really down to earth. Like it was really felt homey. Like I felt like I was living up there. Uh, one of the places that was a reserved, like a beach thing that was uh, reserved for everybody. And like, it, it was like going like vacations are never this good. Like, even if I put my own vacation, I couldn't plan it. So I was like, glad somebody else got to plan it. But, uh, so the next day we got up, we went over to Waterville and we had a big, huge car show. Uh, if you can see the tent over there on the left, that is a, basically you can't come in. You can have your car cleaned. You can put all this stuff together there. You see car looks perfect and the cars looked amazing as you can see. And then over the right there, you can see the vinyls. And then we had a little booth for people that pick, want to pick up 22 rally stuff. And then mission 22 brought out their, their booth. So they had an amazing time and uh, brought their stuff out. I've heard they had a really good day that day. A lot of support um we had that big drive and then there was another drive up the up the hill i want to say it was the kank cruise uh and the, so the kangamangas highway they went up there 
And then they did a little drive of it. And then they came back and we had another get together so we could all eat and everything. Uh, and then they went into Sunday. A lot of people who had other stuff they had to do, they ended up leaving. Uh, so that was their, their event was pretty much over. So, and that was where we started pack up stuff because they were driving up to the, the mountain, if you will. I forget the elevation. I want to say it was 3,800 feet or something like that. Um, and it's love. They have tons of pictures that they can take, but it's kind of just a regular drive. So uh, I ended up coming back on Saturday. So I had a bunch of our guys packing up, which I wanted to show you that uh, it was really cool to be able to have a group of people to go up with it and, uh, and be able to hang out with it. It would be really nice if my Porsche would cooperate for next year. So I'd have a car like that. I've actually been thinking about different options for that. I don't know if I'm going to stick with the Porsche or um, I, I've been thinking about some other cars. I don't want to give too much away with that. Cause it's, you know, it is what it is. They, um, the more stuff that I look into, it, it's always gotta be stuff right now. It's the worst time to, for me to look into buying a car because I looked at a car the other day that was like, I think it was like, it probably valued like eight or 9,000 and they wanted the car for like 18,000. And I'm like sitting there going like, what is up with this? And it wasn't even a dealership either. It was somebody. So I found, I was like, what was the deal with the car? And the guy's like, oh, I'm a, used to own it. And I'm like, who cares? Like, it's not like a Lamborghini or, or for, you know, a big Porsche or something like that. I'm like, it's just some car that some dude owned and he drove around for a little bit. Like, it'd be great if it was a legendary car, but you know, um, it's crazy but yeah exactly yeah that's our car prices have tripled and that's the thing is is i the weird thing about it is is that even though the car prices have tripled the the valuations that you see on them haven't really changed so it, even though they have kind of taken a step up so some of the cars like for instance the 944 is actually worth a lot more now than it was a short time ago uh and that's the thing is is people are kind of motivated to sell stuff right now um, it, it kind of makes me wonder if those values are going to stay up or if they're going to go down, what's going to happen with it. Um, it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, it, regardless, I had a fun time with the event. I really, like I said, it really put me into a position where I said, you know, I really may need to get something together to kind of do for next year because that track really is kind of like one of those things of, you know, it's, it makes it a difference being able to do the track stuff, being able to do the drive events, being able to do that stuff is just amazing. And you have to have a car that really focuses on being able to do that. Um, one of the things that happened before there was a, and I really didn't want to bring it up, but I am, uh, there was a big crash that happened on one of the rallies before, um, not one of ours, of course. Uh, but people do look at this stuff and kind of think, um, you know, Hey, what's it like? Is it really scary? Is it, you know, is there problems here? Is problems there? Um, and that's the thing is, is I always look at it and say, there's always going to be, especially when you do events like this, there's always probably going to be some bad eggs, if you will. Uh, but I think picking the rally that makes the most difference to you and people that focus on the charity versus focusing on some of the other stuff. Um, one thing that we had with the 22 rally, it was, a, a two, it was dedicated to, um, uh, uh, this guy, Ken, and they used the hashtag fearless, uh, F E A R L S. Uh, and he actually passed away the year before. And the reason I bring him up is because not just, um, with the rally itself, but when going to talking to his family, his family was telling us exactly about how much 
uh, these rallies and these events changed his life uh, and how they brought together the camaraderie of the people that were involved in it and the family and the real connections that people make when they do these events. And that's the truth. That is 100% is that you don't realize how much of a connection you make with people until you share the road with them and then do these driving events. And if they're done safely and they're done correctly, um, and like I said, you just got to find the right rally. You want to find the right group of people that turn with it. If you finding stuff that really doesn't, if you, if you have questions about it, probably want to, you know, think about it a little bit more. Uh, but that thing is, is like I said, this reason that I do stuff with the 22 rally is because um, I want to make sure I'm with a group that is doing the right stuff. And that's the thing is, as you see, this is a group that not only do they so supportive, so friendly, all about the charity uh, of focus and just doing the right thing and being the great people that they are. You can't go wrong with it. So um, that's the thing is, is it that's, that's all I can suggest to you. If you, if you've looking to get into this and I would always suggest performance car, make sure you get something that's really up to speed. Uh, that's the, especially when they get police escorted, um, especially on the track all that stuff, you'd be amazed at how many times you get in and you're like, oh, I, I have a better car and I want to run in a certain area. So uh, there was sometimes we had people that didn't weren't able to keep up with speed. So they ended up getting flagged down and moved to a different class uh, because of the way they were driving. So you want to make sure that you bring the performance car, bring your A game. And the thing is, I always say, if you're going to do a track thing, because uh, remember, it's not just rally stuff. There's a lot of track stuff out there right now that's going on every time somebody asks me like, Oh, you know, where are you at? I'm like, I'm, I'm beginner. Hey, just start it off. Get yourself a person that's sitting in the car. That's another set of eyes. Even if you think, you know, everything about it, even, if you know, the track really well, it never hurts. We had one guy up there that was, um, and I'm going to say my buddy Fidel, he, uh, took his one out and I had my friend Carl and he's like, Hey, do you guys want to go in and you know, basically do he's an advanced guy. Like that dude knows how to drive. But then he took our buddy Carl and Carl knows how to drive trade. Carl's actually done some stuff. I want to say it was a Lamborghini trophy or something like that, but he actually raced against some big dudes in there. And actually, I think he had like the fastest speed on the track at one of the tracks that he went through. So that was awesome. So they get together on the track and they're driving around. So here he's getting pointers from each other. It never hurts. And you just definitely don't go in with the big inflated head thinking, you got all the stuff, just be humble and go in and say, I'm willing to learn things. And you'd be amazed at how much, I, I mean, just sitting back and listening to the conversations and the stuff that people are saying, uh, is just amazing to say, Hey, I'm going to learn something today. I'm going to get, become a better driver. Uh, and these guys will, that's everybody wants you to be a better driver. Everybody wants you to be safer and be, you know, up to speed. And I think that is, it, it's an experience. So, um, and there's a lot of people that really fight to be a part of an event like that. And I think that is something cool. It just goes to show that, you know, that it matters. It makes a difference. So no matter what people show up to any event that you do, I hope that you will show, um, how do I say this? Like I said, being humble, being open, don't judge people. Uh, and that's, that's something that a lot of events I go to when it comes to bigger events and more cars everywhere, every kind of car there is, is you go in, you have a certain level of judgmentalness. And that's the thing is, is it just get rid of it. There's no reason to have it. 
Um, and that's, that's what I had on the, the rally. Nobody was judgmental. Everybody wanted to be open and friendly. And like I said, if you find a group like that, you're, you're in and on point. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to go over a little bit of that today, go over some of the emission news, which I think was just some of the craziest stuff ever. I hope that with the stuff with the EPA, it is going to somehow reverberate over into what we do in the automotive world. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm seeing a lot of pushback recently when it comes to the stuff, but we're going to have to just keep an eye on it because like I said, it, it, I, I am, I've still been the idea that I think that the uh, hybrid hybridized supercar world is not only viable, but is the best way to go. I think places like, you know, Kona Seg has moved towards uh, the, the ethanol or methanol, that kind of stuff. Um, and I do think, again, that's it. We have a lot of companies out there that are going for things. And some, so I made a post the other day and my wording was this, I said, it's like when you get a, you're looking for a girlfriend and the more you try, the more you fight for it, the harder it gets to find that, that right girl. You know what I mean? And the beauty is, is when you really find her is that day when you just, that's it. I give up and I'm going to stop looking. And when you stop looking, you end up finding the perfect lady. And I want to re reword that. Notice that you find the perfect lady, the perfect thing. And the funny thing about it is usually that answer or that person or whoever you're really looking for was right there in front of you the whole time. And I think that's what we're, when we come to this kind of fuel stuff, when we go, Hey, we want to run cleaner fuels. We want to run better speeds. We want to run higher. And I said, the thing is, is we keep asking, we keep looking at the results and we're not looking at the performance. Something I learned from engineering uh, and I learned it over and over again was the more performance oriented you make a vehicle the more uh, it's going to be less in the waste side. The more um, performance is, the less, the better your mileage, the better your other things. You get a lot of stuff with that that goes along with it. But if you just look for that answer and you're not posing yourself on the question, I think it tends to be something that at the end of the day, we actually miss the answer that we really want. And like I said, I think the beauty of it is just like that perfect lady. Uh, the answer is right there in front of you the whole time. So I hope that some of that stuff goes with you today. We're just going to do, you know, I'm going to do a 30 minute show today. I'm going to be happy with that. Um, we're going to, like I said, keep an eye on all this other stuff, kind of put the stuff over there so you can take a look at it. Remember executive automotive uh, go over and check out the video coverage of the 22 round that we made. Like I said, keep an eye on the website because we're going to be, putting up the OS media coverage when they get it. Hopefully it won't be next year before we get it. Uh, if not, like I said, check out the old one. They're all really exciting um, and I'm in it. So, I mean, it's gotta be worth watching, right? <laughs> so thanks everybody for tuning in. That was a, we had a great show today. Uh, we're going to be looking forward to doing this next week, hopefully next Tuesday at 5 PM. So, uh, but I'll keep an eye out for you and we're going to continue to make good videos. Look out for some events for you. Uh, this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Saturday, Friday, 30, Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be at Viva East, which is going to be, um, that is a low rider show, a low rider, hot rods, that kind of thing. Very, it's going to be very cool. And everybody's like, well, you did the supercar thing. You did this. Why are you going back to that? Trust me. When you see the video and see the cars, you will be in utter awe of the quality that these things have. And I really think they are so next level 
it is amazing. So check it out. Uh, we hope to see you then. Everybody have a nice time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for, for everybody that commented. We'll see you for the next show. You guys have a great time.